to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. And Merry Christmas. We are actually celebrating our Christmas in the morning. Um, so we have not yet opened presents. We played a little game tonight. Um, I'll explain the game and then you can see if you want to steal it from me or not. I came up with it myself. I made it up. So every Christmas Eve now, um, actually we've been doing this since before I stopped drinking. We open a present before, like the night before Christmas and it's always pajamas. And so this year we've got, um, my two kids, their significant other, others. So, um, I was talking to my boyfriend about, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to sew everybody pajamas this year. And he's like, yeah, okay, good luck with that. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. I have like two months. I decided this like, um, I don't know, before Halloween, I was gonna sew everybody pajamas. And you guys know I've been sewing and I sewed a quilt and everything. So I, um, I went to Joanne's Fabrics with my niece and she helped me pick out the fabric that I needed and everything. And then, um, I just was intimidated, I think, by sewing clothing. So I just, it just sat and it sat and it sat. And so I was gonna sew a pair of pajamas for my son's girlfriend and then I thought, um, well, you have to cut out a medium size before you cut out a small size. So I thought, well, let me sew some for my daughter first because she's a medium. And then I'll cut it down to small and sew that for my son's girlfriend. So the plan already started shifting. And then I waited like another month. And I sewed the, so the shirt is like a quarter of the way done. That's it. That's all I've sewn since before Halloween. And, um, and so then I told my boyfriend, I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll just, those will just be for me. I'll just sew this set of pajamas for me. And he's like, you know what? Nobody ever wears the pajamas. Let's, why don't we think outside the box and do something else this year? And I was like, what are you talking about? Everybody wears the pajamas that I give them. So um, anyway, I think he's wrong. I think people wear my pajamas, but we did something new this year. So there were six of us and everybody, so I put six presents on the table and everybody had to pull one off of the table. Every present has a tag on it and all six presents, each each present has one line from an abbreviated version of a Christmas Carol story. And so they have to read their line out loud and they have to figure out what order everybody goes in, like who has the first line of the story, who has the second line. And so they have to put themselves in order. And then once they know the order then the first per the person with the first line goes first and they open their present. The second person goes who has the second line. They can either take the gift of the first person or open their present. 
And then the third person goes, they can either take the gift from the first two people or open their present, like White Elephant. So anyway, we did the game. It was it was fun. It was like, I would say it was like 20 minutes or so, the game. So it was kind of fun. I got, I said thumbs up or thumbs down and they were like, it was kind of fun. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. It was better than just ripping open presents. And so what did everybody get? We all got uh, a throw and a nightcap. So everybody got a little hat and a matching throw. I thought it was adorable. And they were all different colors and stuff. So anyway, (laughs) I tortured everybody with a game tonight. And um, so everybody is kind of winding down. They had a big day with their with their dad and uh, his family. So tomorrow is us and that'll be fun. So I had a quiet day, but I was very reflective as I have been over the past few days on how I used to spend Christmas uh, when I was drinking. And I had so many Christmas memories, like Christmas days, the memories going through my head. Um, And so I was just going to share a couple of those. I don't know, that'd be fun. And, um, and I think what it comes down to today is the only reason I'm here is because I'm sober, period. Um, But the only reason I get to enjoy the kind of day that I had today is because I'm sober. And because I've been practicing acceptance through this stroke recovery, and because I've been doing what I need to take care of myself, that I actually had a pretty good day. Like my head didn't hurt too bad today. Right now, I'm very much trying to like just keep my eyes closed and um, and not move my eyes because it has been, I think I'm re- reaching the climax of where I can be as far as uh, stimulation with my eyes. So I think I need to go to bed. But um, what I was thinking of is a few Christmases. One was when I was when I was a kid, I had this one Christmas. I mean, I remember lots of Christmases, but there's this one that I remember specifically that uh, I don't know that my mom knows this. So if mom listens to this, it'll be kind of funny. So my mom used to hide the Christmas presents in her closet, like the top of her closet. And one year, just one year, I decided I was going to sneak and look at all and look at my presents. So um, I got a, I don't know what the game was, but it was like a board game that had marbles. I can't remember now, but Um, so I saw it up in the closet and that was the worst Christmas that I had, um, because I knew what my present was and I had to like act surprised and it just, it ruined Christmas. It really did ruin Christmas. So that was the only time I ever did that. And I regretted it for sure. But, um, I do remember when my mom used to like, the stockings would get filled after we'd go to sleep because Santa would come. And um, I remember coming, like waking up and that's 
Like my brother and I would wake each other up. Usually I was probably waking him up, but he was always pretty quick to wake up on Christmas morning too. And I remember us like sneaking peaks down the stairs. We had this like double, uh, what do you call that? Like the stairwell um, was one big stairwell with a really high ceiling kind of thing. I can't think very well tonight. But um, we would look over and see the stockings hanging on the stairwell down on the lower level and they would be full. You know, so we knew that Santa came and we'd get all excited. We'd go wake my mom up and um, and come downstairs and the presents were under the tree and everything. It was just like the perfect memory. It's like what, it's like what I see in movies, you know, like uh, like in Polar Express and stuff where they get all excited and stuff. Um, so I have those kinds of memories from being a kid. And then. When my kids were growing up, it was like, I remember when my son, I remember my son's first Christmas, and he got a uh, an Elmo doll. It was a big, gigantic Elmo, not Tickle Me Elmo, that came later, but he had just a big, gigantic, stuffed Elmo, and it was bigger than him, because he was only a month old, and uh I think that might have been the only thing he got that year. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think that maybe we we just gave him that as his present. But um, I remember that same Christmas going to his dad's uh, to his grandparents' house, and everybody was just passing him around. You know, um, everybody wanted. To, it was the first baby, and everybody was just passing him around, and it was. It was just so full of joy and, and all that. And um, and then as they got older, my memories turned to, like, just tons and tons and tons of presents. They had so many presents. I mean, I just went completely overboard. They had so many presents. They would, like, fill up to half of the living room. I mean, it was just... And to, today, it's not much better. Like, we still go about quite a bit away from the tree, all the, all the Christmas presents. I'm actually going to post a picture um, of my dogs in front of the tree, and you can see how many presents are. And there's, those aren't even all of them, the picture that I po- post on Facebook. So I remember, like, all the presents, but I also remember some of the drinking stuff. So I remember um, going online in the middle of the night and ordering presents. And when I was drunk, like, it's like I didn't have a budget, you know, and I would just order, like, tons and tons of stuff. I think I was putting it on my credit card and... It was terrible. And then, I i mean, I loved it. I loved to just give to my kids, you know. And I remember um, every Christmas morning was mimosas. And I would start drinking mimosas, like, as soon as I got up. And I would get up before the kids. So I would start drinking mimosas. And... 
I would drink the mimosas until the champagne was gone. And then I would just start drinking wine. Um, so wine would start at like 11 and that was it. I would drink all day long and I would be up until, um, you know, three o'clock or whatever through the, so that was like, I was probably running on three or four hours of sleep and then I would drink mimosas until like 11 and then I would just drink boxed wine until like three o'clock the next morning. Um, I never, you know, threw up or anything like that. I don't think I was belligerent or anything like that. It was just like, I, that's what I did to maintain this level of contentment. Um, and that was my Christmases. My Christmases were always glass in hand and I have all joyful memories. I really do have really good memories of, um, of those Christmases. It's just that the wine was this in the forefront of my head. Like, although I was like very much in love with my family and being together for the holiday and focused on my kids and everything, I always had this, um, obsession in my head with the wine that needed them with my glass that needed to be filled constantly. And back then I was smoking cigarettes too. So we'd have to stop every, you know, half hour and have cigarette smoking time. Um, so just, just seems to me to be, you know, I don't regret the past. I, I had to go through what I went through to be where I am today. So I don't regret it. But my memories of it, um, if I set aside all the loving, joyful memories of me with my kids, what I think of what was going on in my brain and my obsession, it's sad that I had that taking up space during such a family-oriented time. And that wasn't just the holidays that I had that obsession taking up space. It was all the time, 24-7. So I thought it was important today that I talk about sobriety um, because I wouldn't have this, this time sober with my kids if, if I didn't um, choose the path that, that I have chosen to stay sober. And this morning, um, in my sobriety meeting, uh, I listened to, we always have literature meetings, so we're reading some kind of story. And um, on Mondays, we read from the big book. And so today's story was talking so much about, it was like somebody had written down my own story. And that's what happens when, when you go to these sobriety meetings if you are an alcoholic, like, I thought I was the only one who felt the way that I felt. I thought I was the only one who was just obsessed with drinking. Like, drinking alcohol was my best friend. And I didn't think anybody could possibly understand that. I thought even, I remember going in the beginning to, um, 
the sobriety meetings and I remember thinking, sure, yeah, these people drink too much, but they're not going to understand exactly how obsessed I am with it. They're not going to understand, like, I can't stop. Like, there's no way that I can do this. That's what I, that's what I thought until I sat in there and listened to people saying the exact things that I thought, you know, it was the first time in my life that I realized that I wasn't unique. I thought all of that stuff that went through my head was just, I was the only one. And I wasn't the only one. I never was. It made me realize that when I was a kid, I wasn't the only one thinking the things that I did. I never knew that. Um, and that's, that again, that's kind of sad too, that, that I just didn't have that, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, like wherewithal to know that other human beings were just like me. It, se it seems very strange to be able to say it, so I can't really articulate it, but I can't, I can't believe that I thought that I was the only one um, my whole life until I was 42. I thought I was the only one who thought the things that I thought. Um, but this story that we read this morning, um, the person was talking about stomach troubles and I had stomach troubles. Um, they talked about how, oh, I thought when I quit drinking that life was over. I would never have fun anymore. Uh, the story talked about how towards the end of the drinking, there the color was gone in the person's face. And, and um, the person in the story actually got cirrhosis of the liver. I did not have cirrhosis of the liver, but I did have... Uh, I was getting to the point where it was questionable if my liver was going to fix itself um, by the time I got into detox. And that's why I had to stay in detox a bit longer than um, the other peers of mine because my liver count was so high. It was like over a thousand. And I think it's supposed to be under, under 15 or something like that. So is that that drastic? Um, but I had to experience all of these things in order to finally make the decision to get sober. Um, if any one of these things that that I experienced was missing, I don't think I would have made the decision. I think I would still be out there drinking. And so today, um, my uh, my kids' dad and I are divorced, and we've been divorced for quite some time. And so every year, the kids have gone, they're either with me for Christmas or they're with him for Christmas. And then we celebrate our Christmas either the day before Christmas or the day after Christmas. So this year, they were with him today, and they all got here tonight um, again and they are, so we're all sleeping here and going to wake up in the morning and open presents and stuff. And for me, it doesn't matter 
what day it is that we open the presents. Like, it's just about being together during the holidays. It doesn't matter what day it is. So, um, so today I, my boyfriend and I spent the day together and it was, um, honestly, I think about it. It was pretty darn adorable. I have to say it was pretty darn adorable. So we woke up and, um, you know, it was just quiet all day. We put a little Christmas music on. We made a uh, root soup. So it's like potato soup, only it has, um, it has red potato, uh, parsnip, carrot, uh, rutabaga. I think that's it. Onion. And, um, and some thyme. And so we made that together today. And then I made a loaf of sourdough bread. And then I painted, I continued to paint my little Christmas decoration that I've been painting that's from the craft store. And um, yeah, we had some, oh, for dinner, Christmas dinner, my boyfriend and I had a vegan pizza. <laughs> and, um, and it was delicious actually. It was quite delicious. So that was, that was my Christmas today. And, um, I was laying in bed this morning while I was listening to my sobriety meeting. And I was just like, I was thinking about the first Christmas that I spent without my kids. And I was with my boyfriend and I had my dog at the time, whose name was Evie. And Evie and my boyfriend's dog, Buddy, um, did not get along. Well, Buddy thought they got along, but my dog knew different. So my dog did not like other dogs. And so we, I stayed at my boyfriend's for Christmas and I ended up staying in his bedroom all day long because... I was depressed because I didn't have my kids. I didn't want to even try to have my dog and his dog together because I didn't think they could be together. So I literally just laid in bed all day. I was, it was terrible. I was still drinking at the time. Um, and it was just so depressing it was really terrible. And I, the difference is, is that now, again, I didn't have the kids, you know, there was nothing that was different today than that worst Christmas. It, the only thing that was different was what is in my head and my heart. The only thing that's different is like my sobriety my serenity, my joy that I know how to surface when I want to, the joy that lives inside of me, not the joy that I thought I could only find outside of me, but the joy that lives inside of me. And I can um, just uncover it and surface it whenever I want to. That's the difference. Um, I still don't have my kids on Christmas sometimes. And I still spent the day just with my boyfriend and our two dogs. But it's very different how far I've come. 
my whole world is different than it was when I was drinking. It's, it's feel, I feel like I have, like I was reborn. It's really fascinating, honestly. Um, and I just want to, I wanted to share about all of these different details and because if it resonates with anybody who may be, um, having a drinking problem or somebody who's in sobriety and is feeling like, you know, I'm not feeling very, like I'm spiritually fit or, um, something. I always try to just remember the stories that I have to share that, um, that might be helpful for somebody to relate in. So, so there you have it. There's some Christmas stories for you. So, um, that's really all I have today. I just wanted to have a little bit of story time and very much wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I know I did that last night and, um, I'm just really, really grateful to have the opportunity to talk and share about my experience, strength, and hope as I go through recovery from my stroke but also lean very much into my sobriety program in doing so um, because that's what helped me have a really good Christmas. And I feel like I had my Christmas not just with my boyfriend and my two dogs, but with my higher power, you know? I thought a lot about these people who have passed. I had a a brother of mine, not a real bro, not a blood brother, but a guy who was my brother's, one of my brother's best friends. He passed away uh, a couple months ago, and I was thinking about him today. I was thinking about um, the kid's grandfather who who is gone, the kid's uncle who is gone, um, my friend from two years ago who's gone. But I was thinking about them in a warming, comforting way, not in a grieving, um, you know, look what happened to me kind of way, which is what I used to do when I was drinking. It's kind of like I was more inviting them in, you know, inviting all of these folks in um, that I consider part of my higher power and... Um, and just feeling comforted by it. Um, yeah, so, okay, well, wish you guys a, a final Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.